Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. I want to share a little story about a a boy and a bicycle. So, um, this little boy was called to go to bed. His mother said, hey, look, you know, it's it's bedtime. We need to go ahead and get ready for bed. We need to say our bedtime prayers, and we need to go ahead and wind down. So the little boy says, yes, mom, I'll be there. And he bows his head, and he gets on his knees and shuts his eyes, and he says, Lord, bless mommy and daddy. And give me a bicycle. And mom said, God's not deaf, son. Why, are you, why in the world are you screaming? He is not deaf. And he says, I know, mom, but grandma's in the room next door, and she's a little hard at hearing. Can I get <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of it. When I was uh, young and coming up, anything that I wanted, I could ask my grandma, and without hesitation, I wanted to skip school that day, which just sounds terrible. My grandma would show up and pick me up. <laughs> That's how, that's how it was. <laughs> Me and my grandma were thick as thieves. <laughs> Not thieves, just thick as thieves. <laughs> so um, kind of diving into it this morning, um, God isn't hard at hearing. He, he's always there to hear our request. We don't have to yell next door. We don't necessarily even have to, um, to speak aloud. We can mumble it on our breath, and God knows the desires of your heart. All you got to do is just open it up and allow him to, to bless you how he wants to bless you. So our scripture this morning is coming from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Um, just let me know when you got it. Say amen. If you love you, we got on screen. Never mind. <laughs> so it says, and judge, no, I'm sorry. Look, there it is. Yep. <laughs> Asking it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened or which one of you if his son asks him for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him pray with me one more time Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity just to be in your house this morning. We approach you with the utmost gratitude, Lord, and just to give you honor and praise this morning, Jesus. Everything, Lord, that's done this morning, Lord, is done for your glory alone. I pray, Lord, that this this word, Lord, just leaves here uh, tangible, Lord. It doesn't fall on void. Um, It doesn't fall void. It just falls on fresh, fertile soil, and that we implement it into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um... James, as you know, is my son, and I love to absolutely spool him. I know if you probably see me with him, I'm a little bit rough, but I, I want to raise him to be a good, you know, good man, a big man. <laughs> so I'm a little bit rough with James, and I, but I love him. I would give that little boy the world if I could, if I could. He probably don't need it, but I would give him the world, my world. And so um, I have tractors and side-by-sides and like all different kinds of equipment at the house, and if he wants to ride it, he rides it. 
anything. If he if he wants to if he wants one, we're gonna go try our best to buy one. <laughs> so um, I try to make sure that I give everything that I have in store for my son. I try to give it to him. Everything that I'm doing in my life, I'm trying to build it up to leave behind the legacy for him, and also the legacy of what Christ has called me to do. So the scripture this morning tells us that if we ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find. So for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. So everybody, everybody in this room this morning, and even people outside this room, everybody needs something from God. Everybody. Whether it be, um, whether it be breath when we wake up in the morning, whether it be life, forgiveness, love, guidance, um, patience for our spouses, you know, whatever it, whatever it may be, we all need something from God. So that was, come on, that was worth the amen. I knew y'all. <laughs> so um, I, I want to speak to you this morning on a title that I have that is uh, to bless or be blessed. I'm no poem. I'm no poet. <laughs> I'm no kind of poetry guy, but to bless or be blessed. So what does bless or blessing mean? Um, the Bible tells us that it's an act of words of one that blesses or something conduit conducive to happiness or welfare bless the word bless is mentioned in the bible over 450 sometimes um the actual word bless is 127 times blessed is a 302 times and blessing is 67 times how many how many times it's mentioned in the bible so um i talk i talk a lot about my son my life because i don't like pulling anybody else out but um Right now, James is potty trained, and um, we're trying our best to work with him. Um, it's the cutest thing. He, yeah, he's something else. He, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he thinks that, uh, he thinks whenever he goes to the, the potty, whether he potties or not, he has to get chocolate because that's his reward. <laughs> Anytime he goes, he says, I got to go poo potty. And when he says, I got to go poo potty, he gets chocolate. It could be as much as your fingertip, or it could fill the whole bowl up. And my man says, I get chocolate. That's what he says, I get chocolate. <laughs> but he knows when he goes and poos potty that he gets chocolate. So James really thinks that the blessing that he has is the chocolate. But what he doesn't know, which isn't wrong, what he doesn't know is that the real blessing is taking place in the process. We're training him to... <laughs> and so that's the, that's the real process. So the, the blessing is that he doesn't have an uncomfy situation on his hands. And like, much like James, we ourselves can get full of worldly crap. Can I say that? Okay, all right, I'll said it now. So <laughs> we ourselves can get full of worldly crap instead of bringing it and laying it down at the altar at Jesus' feet and allowing him to minister that for us. We Try to tote it ourselves, and that doesn't do real good. But when we see the reward, we're like, okay, well, all right, I'm going to be free. Let me go lay this down to order. We just see that little piece of chocolate when we don't see the process and the blessing is in the process. Um, one last funny about my, my baby is that while we were doing this whole thing, you know, we're trying to come up with ideas, is that we were going through his room and trying to figure out how we can give him some kind of incentive Using bathroom because you can't. In my day and age, my parents would beat me if I didn't use the bathroom. <laughs> That's just the way. It was. <laughs> oh, you went your riches. Oh, <laughs> you breathing this morning? <laughs> it didn't matter. 
But um, <laughs> however, we were going through James's stuff and we realized that this boy had a thousand square feet of toys in a 500 square feet room. Golly. But hey, he's blessed. What can I say? Like I said though earlier, is that we, we seem to not notice God's goodness and his blessing inside the transition process. When we're uncomfortable and we, are, and we arrive at the destination, we'll, we'll be completely missed the whole the point of the blessing. We could get there and we look back and we're like, hey, you know, where's it at? I'm trying to live inside this, this uh, area of my life, inside this situation of my life where I've been blessed. But the blessing was back here where God was, you know, moving people out of your life that shouldn't be there. Or he was situating things that you had dealt with in the past that shouldn't have been there to take you on to the next stage, to the next mountaintop inside of your life. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some different types of blessings and how we, can, um, how we can block our blessings or we can achieve our blessings. So I will probably say the word blessing 458 times today like the Bible. However, I just want to make a, get a point across that God's laid in my heart. Have you ever wished you were living someone else's life? Am I just guilty of it? That's what, hey, I, I see some folks sometimes, like, they'll be driving the nicest car, you know, have the nicest house. They don't have as beautiful as a wife as mine, but however, like, they, they're up there, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so we get caught up in comparison, and comparison's a killer. Oh, man, comparison's a killer. Um, as you guys don't know, I start my own little business, and I'm always comparing myself to these, these big businesses that's always been in, like, you know, been here for years. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not nowhere near where they're at, you know. I have, I have just myself as an employee, and these guys got 400 people. But I still compare myself to them because I'm like, man, I want to be that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve something like that or greater. But, however, comparison's a killer. And I say that to say that your blessing is tailored just for you. The God, God has hemmed every bit of your blessing just for you. What he's anointed for you is only for you and not for nobody else. So we have to, we have to stay focused on who we are. We have to stay true to who we are. Don't, don't try to be somebody else. And that, that brings me to my next, my first couple of scriptures here we're going to go with. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple of biblical stories you can't dress yourself up like someone to achieve what they have. Let's say you, we wish sometimes that we were, we were someone else and that the blessing... I'm sorry, this table's bothering me, y'all. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry. That table was bothering me. <laughs> so we, um, we're all a family here, so y'all ain't got to be uptight this morning. Like, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed. <laughs> so... I love y'all still, by the way. Um, but so we, we often can get caught up in trying to dress or be like someone else to achieve what we want. And, um, you know, surround yourself with good people. Yeah, surround yourself with like-minded people or, you know, higher elevated people that, that can help build you up. But at the same time, don't try to be them. Be you. Be yourself. Um, I got caught up inside that several times. Um, I've, I've got caught up trying to to dress like somebody else and put on, you know, the same things that they wear, have the same things that they have, put myself in debt trying to keep up with the Joneses. So um, I've, I'm guilty of that. And this is, there's a story in the Bible that's very similar to it, and it's, it's the story of Jacob and Esau. It's of two brothers, 
And um, the younger brother really wants to achieve his father's blessing, says that his older brother isn't worthy of it. And so he, he dresses himself up to like his brother. But here's, we're guilty of this. I want you to put yourself in this situation if you've ever, if you've ever done it. Is that my man takes hair and glues it to his arm. And then he, he, even, he even has the, the distance he goes to even smell like his brother. Like, I've, I've done some desperate things sometimes, but not to smell somebody stinking, you know. That's just, that's just me. I ain't trying to be stinking up there myself. But he, he really wanted this blessing, and he really felt like it was for him. So he was able to set himself up in position to try to achieve this through deception and whatever else not, and try to, to, you know, get his brother to sell his birthright and whatever else not. It's a great story. If you don't know it, come see me. We'll go have lunch, and we'll talk about it. (laughs) But it's uh, the story of Jacob and Esau. And I would be mad if I found out that my brother really tried to take my blessing like that. Like, he even tried to smell like me. I would be totally upset, man. But then we see later on throughout the story that, you know, Jacob does... Uh, end up, you know, the story of reconcile comes to pass, and his prayer closet gets real violent, <laughs> and he wrestles with God, and he's able to overcome his situation. Um, so you can't dress up like someone else to try to achieve their blessing. You can't, you nor anybody, nobody that you know, cannot take or hide how God is blessing you or somebody else. Nobody can't take what God's destined for you. Nobody can't come and physically snatch that from you because that's, that's what God has prepared for you. No, no man, no woman, no, no force in heaven, like no heaven, heaven or hell. God, what God has planned for you and what he's destined to bless you with, nobody else can take. And so we see this in the story of Joseph and his coat of many colors. We see where he's uh, shown the favoritism with his... Um, his coat with many colors and that his brothers see it and they try to, to take his coat and they think, okay, well, we'll take this coat. We'll send them off to kill him. And that, you know, we'll, we'll be blessed. He talked about ruling over us. He's crazy. We'll be the ones in charge, whatever else not. But however, just like Pastor Aaron was speaking on here lately, we see where Joseph had rose up to, to take over and to become who God had called him to be, and he was in charge over all the nations at one, one time, the right-hand man to the king. And they thought that they could strip him of that. But I'm here to tell you that there's nobody, once again, there's nobody that could strip you of what our Lord, our Savior, our Father has destined for you. That's your gift. Um, mm. A blessing can pass you by. It's possible. Um, a blessing can pass you by. There's, a, there's another story in the Bible where there's 10 lepers, and um, they come to Jesus. Jesus is passing through the town, sees the 10 lepers. He heals them, or he tells them to go and tell the priest, and they'll be healed amongst their way. So he heals them, tells them to go and see the priest and let them know. And he says, hey, your faith amongst the way make you whole. So we see in the story of this 10 lepers that only one of them come back. We see only one of the lepers comes back and he says, hey God, I'm, you know, I'm thankful and gratitude. And he gives himself um, just in gratitude at Jesus' feet. And we see that there was only one that was obedient. 
one that was obedient to return and actually have that faith. And that's where we can lose a blessing because of our lack of obedience. Um, if, we, if we don't stay obedient to what God has called us to do and where he's called us to clean up areas of our life, we can lose what God has in store for us. So, but that's, that's what's crazy. Not only did he heal them, but he returned to give thanks. And to bless someone is also to give them praise. It's to give them, to give them honor and to give them glory. That's, that's also to bless someone. Um, we kind of also see this with David. We see this with David and Saul where uh, Saul was, it was anointed king and to be over the armies. And he, he ends up uh, defiling what God had called him to do. And he raised up David. So I, I, I said earlier that no one could take that blessing from you what God has placed in your life. But God can shift your blessing to somebody else if you're not being obedient. Because for every Saul, there's a David, he's going to rise up. That's just how it is. Um, so continuing on, we can't, we also can't, we can't let pride get in the way. We can't let ourselves get in the way of what God's trying to bless us and how he's trying to bless us and move through us. It's, uh, it's very easy, it's very easy to get caught up on what God has blessed us to do to define us. Like, I'm going to use Pastor Aaron because I love him and I love to make fun of him. However, <laughs> he, he's, he's blessed and he's anointed and he's called to preach, but that doesn't define who he is. He's still a child of God. Before, before he's a pastor, he's a child of God. Um, when, I was, uh, when I was in the National Guard and I was going through training and whatnot, um, they send everybody through basic, whether you're a National Guard, Reserve, full-time, we call them big army. Whatever you do, you all go through basic together. And the reason you go through basic together is because they teach you that you're all a soldier before you're called to do your job. So I was a tank mechanic inside the military. I worked on tanks and different things. And before they ever taught us how to turn a wrench on a, on a tank, they taught us how to shoot a gun, carry it, and to take care of the others around us. So I say that to say that you, you, can't, you can't forget your identity and who God's called you to be. You're a child of God first before you do anything else because all your good deeds aren't going to get you into heaven. It's your relationship with Christ. And so and God has blessed us with the opportunity to have that relationship with him, and he's blessed us with the things that we're able to do so that way we can do his work and what he's called us to do. However, we cannot let that identity of our blessing take over the identity that we have inside Christ. So don't let what God has blessed you to do define you. Um, so continuing on, this one's tough. Uh, this one was tough that I had to deal with myself is because I'm very selfish. We were talking about pride a little bit earlier. I'm very... <laughs> very selfish and um, I struggle with that I'm sure you know a lot of people people do I, I would like to think so I'm not alone but however sometimes your blessing is part of somebody else's um, sometimes what God has called you to do and what he's blessed you with is to to give to somebody else in return so for, for you not to keep and that's the whole point of this message to bless or be blessed um, you ever been caught up in one of those pay it forward lines? 
where somebody pays for the meal in front of you, they pay you. So, yeah, I've done that before. It wasn't fun. <laughs> that was, I, it happened to me, I think, in high school when I was struggling. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and ride. <laughs> but um, those pay at Fort lines are awesome. You know, I, I really enjoy Now that I, the Lord has blessed me to a certain measure, I'm able to, if you go out to eat with me, we're going to make sure that you eat and that you get food. That's it. <laughs> so I, I thank the Lord for the opportunity, but then pay it four lines are awesome. And it kind of shows us the chain reaction of what blessing somebody else can do and how far it could take. Because you never know who needs it and how God might raise up another, you know, David or uh, Samuel or whoever to, to come up just through those blessings, those little blessings. So I say that sometimes our blessings part of somebody else's um, we look at the story of Moses where he brought the children of Israel out and God led them, you know, through the wilderness and he, he brought them through trials and hardship. And um, his right hand man, Joshua, was there and Moses is crying on his face and the Lord reveals to him and shows him that it's not going to be him that takes the children of Israel into the promised land, that it's Joshua. And, you know, I imagine if I was in Joshua's shoes, man, I would be absolutely you know, beyond myself because you're so close that you're going to see it. You can see it's, it's tangible, but you, you then God tells you, Hey, this is, this is what I instructed Joshua to do. This is what I've prepared for him now. And there's a little bit more to that story, but that's, that's the meat of what we're looking at is that Moses was set up. God already knew what was going to happen beforehand, way beforehand. And I thank God for that. However, he, he used Moses to position Joshua to go into the promised land. And we have to realize that it's hard to receive a blessing unless we know how to be a blessing. Um, it, it's, it's really hard. And so when you, when you recognize that people need a hand up and not a hand out, you act towards them with compassion, expecting, expecting nothing in return, and there you will be a blessing. So we don't always have to offer a hand out. Sometimes people just need words of encouragement. Sometimes they just need to show that they're loved. They just need to show that somebody stops and that they care. Even as simple as a hug or just a high five, a wave. Um, I love smiling. That's, that's my guilty, uh, guilty bit. I love smiling and I often get made fun of uh, quite, quite often about, well, you're always smiling. You know, you can't always be that happy. And I'm not. However, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not always that happy, but however, I, I don't want to, I don't want to discredit somebody or rob them of what God's called me to do to bless them. Um, I don't, I don't want you guys to be having a bad day and you see me in public and you're like, oh, there's, there's Justin. I'm just gonna wave to him and keep going. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I'm smiling. So that way it's, when you see me, you see the contagiousness of my smile and that it blesses you in some type of measure some type of way. And this right here was hard for me to realize for the longest time because um, if you know my family, you know my dad, he doesn't really, and I think this was kind of like a, I'm a, all right, so I'm gonna call out some folks. It's kind of like a 20s and 30s thing, like a 50s thing where you take pictures and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them old farm photos. Like they just look mean. That's how my dad looks majority of the time. The most innocent, sweet fellow you ever meet. He'll do anything for you. However, that's just how he looks. And that's the way I was raised to look. Like I just I always look ugly towards people. I kind of mean mugged them a little bit. But I, I wasn't upset at him. But then I realized, I was like, 
what was it doing for me? Like, I mean, was it was it hurting me to smile at somebody to help brighten their day when they're going through something? So we have to realize that our blessing, what God has blessed us with, the things that he's blessed us with, the material, spiritual, and physical things he's blessed us with is in part of somebody else's blessing. We're, we're, we're gifted to give. And that's what God has called us to do. So continuing on, um, how are we called to be a blessing? So we're all here, uh, part of the church. I would like to believe that we're all here saved or, you know, we're you know, living our best life, um, walking with Christ. So how are we called to be a blessing, Pastor Justin? Well, Matthew chapter 10, verse 8 kind of tells us. So this is where God had commanded his 12 disciples um, to go out. He says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, so give without pay." We received the gospel without having to pay anything. We didn't have to pay anything. It was already paid at the cross. It was already paid at Calvary. So why shouldn't we want to gift it to others to help encourage them and build them up? I mean, it was, it was free the whole time. All you had to do was accept it. Every good gift that God has is, is free. Yeah, you might have to set self aside. I'm sorry. Like, that some of you may feel as if that is a cost, but his gift is free. Um, the best ministry we see that takes place is at Sunday at 12 o'clock, because I know you guys are watching the clock, and until Sunday at 1045 the next Sunday. That's some of the best ministry that we see that doesn't take, like, it takes place and we don't even see it with a, with a physical eye. Um, it's, it's on the way to the church. It's on the way to our destination. This is when we have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You guys have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus every day. And even the small or the large, whatever it may be, you have the opportunity to just be Jesus. Um, we're, we're blessed to be a blessing, church. So I want to share, share with you guys um, a story I know a lot of you women in here probably love the Titanic movie like my beautiful bride does. I can't stand it. Like, Lord have mercy. That's the longest misery I've ever had. And, three, <laughs> and then, then they extend it and make it three hours. <laughs> like, golly. Like, let the ship, the ship sink. That's what we got. So <laughs> I want to share you guys uh, some interesting facts. Um, we, like I said, we all know the story of the Titanic. Um, or at least we think we do. There's, there's a lot of little stories that come from that bigger story that we don't hear about until things like today. So on April 15th, 1912, the Titanic grazed an iceberg and began taking on water. The crew took precaution of loading some passengers into the lifeboats and lowering them into the freezing waters. But did you know that only 20 of those lifeboats made it into the water? 20 of those lifeboats, on as big as that ship was. Most of them were less than half full with room for many more people. That's selfishness. They were only worried about themselves and trying to get out of there. And like I said, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm, I think I'm preaching more to myself than I am, y'all. Um, and then it says, despite later pleas for help, as hundreds of more passengers ended up in the deadly water, most of the lifeboat crews were afraid to return. They were scared. And there's... There's nothing wrong with that. They were scared to return. However, there was plenty of space for other people. Ultimately, 
with nearly 1,500 people dying in the water and seeking rescue, the boats rowed away. One boat was an exception. As it turns out, the officer of lifeboat number 14, Harold Lowe, did what none of the other officers did. He knew he had to respond, so he managed to get some other boats to take on some of his passengers. So he, he took the passengers out of his boat, and he in turn turned around and he went back. So he returned to the single ship to pick up the survivors. He knew he couldn't save them all, but he knew he could save some. How, how often is it that we're guilty for trying not to save none? How often is it? Um, yeah, you and I alone together, we might not be able to save them all, but we can save some. Us in this church can save a whole lot more. Us in this community, when we share the gospel, can save a whole lot more. But we have to, we have to be willing to render our, I feel like that lifeboat was a symbolic symbol of his little close circle. He was able to push his close circle out and he was able to go back into what God's called him to do into this world. And he was able to save some more people. And he was able to take them in his boat. And then he was able to push them out to safety again. And then he would have went back and he would have got more people in his boat. And he would have saved them. Just a little bit, just a few. He couldn't save them all. That little lifeboat, there's no way. 1,500 people. But however, it's, that's not the point. The point is that he went back and he saved few. Something's better than nothing. If somebody said, hey, I'll give you $10 or nothing, I'm going to take $10, bro. <laughs> so something's always better than nothing. Um, well, Pastor Justin, I'm not, I'm not called to, to be in this, you know, big ministry position. I'm not called to be up in the pulpit. Um, I'm not called to sing at church. I'm not called to do this or that. Well... That's good news. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 says, For the word of the cross is foully or foolish to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. We're going to skip now to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 through 31. And it says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. You know, I never thought that the Bible... Calling anybody crazy, <laughs> but there it is. But not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world and even the things that are not to bring to nothing things that are. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God, and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. It's not our, it's not our job to look at these people and kind of judge them and you know, say, hey, they're worthy of uh, the blessing that I have to offer. They're worthy of what God's blessed me to do. It's, it's not our job. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful that God uses the foolish, um, because I'm standing up here right now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the least of the least that deserves to be up here. I can barely talk most of the time. However, God, I allow God to use me however he sees fit. Even if it means that I got to look crazy and I got to set myself aside, I'm willing to say, God, here I am, use me. And this is what it's saying in my terms, is we're talking about being blessed and we're talking about being a blessing. Um, 
what it's saying to me is that we're called to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus by blessing other folk. And then in turn, they see us and they see our lifestyle. And then some of these people that we look at and we say, hey, they're foolish. God says, no, no, no. I called them. And the people that we look at, we say, no, they're too weak. They can't do nothing. She's you're too old. You can't. There's nothing you can do in the church. No, no, no. I, I called them. Those are my children. I've called them to use them for our kingdom. See, we get so caught up on being so self-interested or so church interested that we forget that we're a kingdom. We, we forget that we're a kingdom of God and that we're all called to one big family. Um, so have you guys ever heard the phrase, um, oh, that, that was a blessing in disguise? You, uh, you nearly miss, you know, dating somebody that wasn't really for you. And you're like, Lord, have mercy. I found out they were crazy. <laughs> that was a blessing in disguise. I didn't get that privilege. Um, so they <laughs> you found out that was a blessing in disguise. Um, I got to get my train of thought back here. Yo. <laughs> um, what if that blessing in disguise, what if blessings did come in disguise because God knew that he was about to do something spectacular through us or to us, and he knew that we would mess it up. Self would get in the way. Like, we would, we would get our hands on it and we're like, nah, that's, that's not the blessing I want, Lord. Let me pick this one. No, you can't do that. <laughs> that's why it's a blessing in disguise. That's why, that's why God knows what we need. He knows exactly how he's going to bless you and, and how it's going to take you in the next five years when we look at the next five minutes. So that's, you look at these lottery winners, how they how they getting themselves all tied up and caught up? Oh man! <laughs> so the blessing of the skies is because God knows if we get our earthly if we get our worldly hands on it that we'll just mess it up. Um, what if I told you guys we're talking about to to bless or be blessed? We're talking about um, how we are blessed and how we are called to be a blessing. Um, what if I told you guys before you ever walked in here, regardless of whatever you thought, however you felt, and whatever argument you were having in the car, what if I told you that you were blessed before you even woke up? What if I told you that God blessed you before you were even born? Um, it's, it's crazy to think. I, um, I sat down, um, this week and I was, I was praying to God and I said, God, I said, do you really want me to speak on this? You really, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, to me, it didn't make any sense. Um, and I often at times, I find myself getting used a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I often set myself up for failure to know that I'm going to be hurt. But in turn, I look at the, the long-term goal. I look at the, the gain and, and I don't always do that. I just do it out of habit sometimes. And I was praying. I said, God, I said, do you really want me to speak on this? Because I had another sermon in the back pocket. I read a fire. <laughs> and, um, I was like, well, shoot. I was like, God, we could talk about calling people out of situations like Lazarus, or we could talk about uh, uh, how we're one big family and how we're all tied together in the kingdom. And I was like, can, can it be anything else? And he's like, no, Justin, we got to talk about this. But then when I, when I was praying, I said, Lord, I said, well, give me, give me a vision. Give me something to work with here. And he shows me, <laughs> he shows me the cross. And I said, I said, what in the world could a cross do? I was like, how how's the cross have anything to do with to bless or be blessed? Like, what what kind of symbol, symbolism is there? Um, 
the ultimate blessing that God has given us is new life of forgiveness, and that comes through faith, Jesus Christ. And the material blessings that we enjoy from day to day are temporary. Anything that we give to people, give it out of love of your heart. Like you, even if it's the last bit that you have, give it away. Um, it says that, but the spiritual blessings available to us in Christ encompass time and eternity, as well as material and immaterial things. Romans 4, chapter 7, verse 8 says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and, those, and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. That's the ultimate blessing that we've received, each and every one of us. And we have that to gift infinitely. Like that's, we have that to give away. And, it's, and we don't even have to give it away. We just got to kind of liaison it. We're a middleman. <laughs> All we have to do is say, hey, look, here's Christ. His gift is, is eternal life. His gift is love. His gift is, is freedom. It's breakthrough. It's, uh, it's favoritism. It's out of, it's out of his kingdom. Um, we, we get so caught up on how we have to give something monumental like money or how we have to actually give um, just something physically when all we have to do is just give the word that God has given us. We just have to, we have to serve and be served. Like you have to, there's, there's, it's always been free for us to give. And the blessing is in the cross. We were made whole, we were made conquerors on the cross. Um, when I was, when I was praying and I said, Lord, I said, what in the world does the cross have to do with being blessed? And what does the cross have to do with blessing? And it brought me to Calvary. And I was thinking about warm embrace. And I, I, I thought about how God, he hung on that cross with his arms held wide. And I didn't see him in pain. I saw him in warm embrace. I saw him with his arms held wide open because I need that warm embrace. That's the blessing to me is that he bore the weight of my sin. This man had no idea, like, well, I say that. <laughs> he, he knows everything, but I, I'm not worthy of what he has to offer me. I'm not, but he called me. He said, hey, you are. He said, you are worth dying for. And like I said, when I, when I called, when I, when I prayed and I said, God, show me what it means to, to be a blessing or how to, how to you know, walk in a blessed life. All he showed me was his arms held wide open, not in pain once again, but he showed me a warm embrace. And he hung on that cross and asked us for mercy. He asked, he asked or he asked God for mercy on us. And he asked him for his blessing over us as he as we ridiculed him. And he said, Father, forgive him. See, we have to be made holy and sanctified. Those are some of the the same things that go in line with being blessed and how we're called to to bless. Is we have to be made holy and we have to be made sanctified. Um and we also have to be receptive of what the blessing is and what God's called us to, to do. See, it's, it's easy. It's easy once again for us to be selfish and to, to look at ourselves, but God has called us to not only just be a blessing, but just to, to be the church. And that's the way that we do it. We do it through service. So let me see if I have it on here. So, I was talking about, you know, sometimes our, our, our blessings and part of someone else's. Salvation prompts blessings, but service produces them. That's the way it works. 
Our salvation is what prompts the blessing, but our services is what produces them. And that's what God's called us to do. This, our, the, kingdom, the kingdom of God is at hand for sure. There's no doubt. Um, when I was studying the Bible, it's, it's amazing. I, I love the book of Revelation. I love the book of Revelation because it's just so interesting to me. Um, but I was reading about this, the, the different types of spiritual blessings that are to come. And we can, I, I like to believe we may see them in our lifestyle or in our lifetime. Um, that God will be approaching, and he's, he's approaching soon. And we can see this coming. And we have to do everything that we can to be a blessing to others to draw them into the kingdom of God. Because we were called to serve, church. We were, we were called to bless others. We weren't called to just receive. We were called to give, just as Christ had gave his life away to us. Lord, I, I thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. But most of all, I thank you, Lord, for your, for your ultimate sacrifice, Lord, the, the greatest reward that you've offered us, Father, which is to salvation, which is, which is freedom, Lord, and just atonement for our sins. I pray, Lord, that this morning as we go, Father, Lord, that you just, you continue to bless us in our lives, Lord, but not just for us, but so we can bless others. I pray, Lord, that you just use us in a mighty way and that we're able to serve our community and we're able to, to serve our, the kingdom in a fresh way, Father. I pray, Lord, that we realize that we're, we're not too late, Lord. You've called each and every one of us, Lord, from, from the seasoned saint, Lord, all the way down to those, those people that's out there on the street, Father, and they're just begging and crying out for you. I pray, Lord, that you just use us in a mighty way and that you just be with us, Lord, and keep us safe until next time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.